spirit. It's everywhere. Are we able to communicate with them? What can they teach us? Welcome to School Through Spirit. Host Diet Renee is a certified psychic medium and master teacher of psychic and mediumship development through LWISSD. Diet was born knowing spirit and now is here to help you better understand the spirit world. Now, your host of School Through Spirit, Diet Renee. Welcome to Monday morning. This is Jet Renee here with School Through Spirit Spirit on WLTK Digital Radio. Um, as you know, just as everybody knows, it's not only Monday morning, but we are live streaming, guys. We are live streaming all over the place these days, okay? So, number one, if you want, you can just want to listen. Go to the radio station, WLTKDB.com. You can hit the click the live show, okay? It's going to find you right to me and or any other shows that we have going on during the week. But for this morning, just click me, okay? So we are also live streaming in case you lose me, in case you just, you're like, oh my God, I don't like Facebook. Why do I have to go to Facebook? You don't, okay? We live stream on Facebook. We live stream on YouTube. We live stream on um, Twitter and Twitch, uh, let me think. I think that's all the live streams. I'm not sure. But now that I got out of the way, let me tell you, I'm a little backwards this morning. I'm telling you. Um, so let me tell you a little about, about my show this morning. Okay. Um, it is called school through spirit and it really is a show that I explore different people's lives and, um, their journeys of which, which spirit has been there to impact it. Now I do talk to people of different modalities of spiritualities and others have just found that spirit has, um, impacted their life. Okay, so each morning I do start out with a small discussion which Spirit has given me um, or inspired me to speak about, and then I go on to my guest. Now, this week's guest is in here, and I'll tell you what, you're just you're gonna love her. Oh my god, you're gonna love her! Just an amazing, amazing woman. Um, she's a psychic medium, um, and she has been trained by Arthur Finley, and you know what, just so so much, so much. Um, so much information that she's going to bring to the table today and her story. And it's going to be, it's going to just really impact your lives. <coughs> Excuse me. And as you know, maybe I should have meditated this morning because I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place. Um, but that's okay. Cause I'm going to bring it back together. <coughs> Excuse me. So, um, this morning's conversation, you know, I sat there and it was, it really came to me quite easy this morning because this morning's conversation was just about, um, being normal. What's normal, uh, painting within the lines, you know, trying to put yourself into a mold, all of those wonderful things you might hear. Okay. Um, and it's, it's really, it's amazing because one thing I have been seeing a lot on, um, on Facebook, on Facebook videos lately, and, and I'm sure they're there all the time. They, they, they really are all the time. But, you know, it's something that's been popping up for me. So I've been kind of watching them and just kind of in awe um, because they have people that maybe have an alternative alternative um, style. Let's just put it that way, alternative style. And um, it's, to me, they're kind of outrageous. I mean, to you, they might not be, but to me, they're a little bit outrageous. But I always think they're just so beautiful in their own way, especially once they start talking and you start hearing everything they've got to say. And it's just amazing to see how 
just amazing they really are and their strength of character strength of who they are that you know they are you know they've developed these very alternative lifestyles or these alternative styles with how they dressed you know maybe it's body modification maybe it's tattooing maybe it's dark makeup or dark clothes or whatever um some of them wear vibrant and vivacious and bright colors and um you know, like uh, just amazing to watch. But then I see them, you know, go through this experiment where a makeup artist comes in and they they cover up all the tattoos and they take all the piercings out and and they put them on a wig and and you know they just make them what is normal, what is normal. And yeah, they do become what I in in my thought process, what beautiful is, you know, at least that exterior, that exterior. It's pretty because it's just not my style to, you know, to do what they do. But it's really strange because you always hear, you know, in each, each person they do this with has the same remark. You know, there's parts they like, parts they don't like, some things they might change. Sometimes they're going to go back, whatever, you know, but every one of them says, it just doesn't feel like me. This isn't my norm. This isn't me. This isn't how I do things. And it doesn't feel right to them. Okay. Some of them have said, you know what? I like the challenge. And you know what? I might, I might get rid of the face tattoos or, you know, maybe I won't wear so many rings or whatever, whatever the, the deal is that they feel that they might hold on to. But every one of them says, I don't feel beautiful. I don't feel me. And I think that is so powerful. So incredibly powerful. Okay. Now within my life, in my life, in my way of doing things, um, I get it. I understand it. Okay. Um, I get it and I understand it because of on the basis of what my life is. Okay. And it's just what my life is, you know, not so many years ago, I was a person that was hiding in the closet, you know, a spiritual closet, a closet that said, you know, I'm not coming out of, um, I might, I, I see dead people. I hear dead people. I, I feel things. I know things, um, all those wonderful things. Um, but I will tell you, I will tell you, I wasn't happy. I didn't feel like I was me. Okay. I did not feel like I was me. I didn't feel that, um, like I was being who I needed to be for myself. Um, and I felt like I was robbing other people. And it's really funny because that journey of robbing other people actually started quite a while before I even thought I was in a closet, let alone coming out of a closet. And there was this dear friend I had many, many years ago. And, um, I'll never forget this because I was Reiki and uh, anybody that doesn't know what Reiki is, it's basically an energy. It's a modality of energy healing. Um, but I was Reiki and I thought I was practicing all the time. I was going to Reiki shares a couple of times a week. Um, I had set up an office to do Reiki, although I didn't get any clients. <laughs> I got like two um, because it just wasn't my, it really wasn't my thing at the end of the day. And it took me a long time to figure that out. But anybody that knows me knows that I have this huge, vibrant personality. And it's huge. It's like over the top, huge. You know, I go two ways. I'm either over the top, oh my God, hear me roar, huge. Or I'm the opposite and I'm very quiet to myself. It's only one way or the other. You know, there's there's not too many in-between levels for myself. And I can remember somebody complaining 
about how large my aura could get or how large my personality could get, whatever you want to call it, you know. Um, and there is a vast difference between the two. But, you know, for people that don't understand that, we'll just use those terms. Um, but yeah, even my aura would get huge. My aura would get huge. Everything, I mean, I would push this thing out. It was very, you know, before I had any control of it. The bigger my personality got, the bigger my aura got. And it was just really kind of insane. And um, I didn't realize what I was doing. Okay. I just knew life excited me a lot. I, I was excited to see people. I was excited to be around people. I was excited to share my abilities. I was excited to share everything. And life was awesome. And I can remember somebody going, they didn't really, I, I, they didn't really like me being around because that was too much for them. It was too much for them. I could see people when I would walk into certain spiritual stores and they'd almost cringe. And it wasn't because I wasn't pleasant. It was just because they would say my light was too big. I need to learn how to rein it in. I need to learn how to do this. I, you know, they always put it on me, 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 me. And I can remember working really hard, working so hard to fit into a mold that somebody else expected me to sit in. And I can remember becoming kind of depressed inward. Um, wasn't fun. It wasn't fun, guys. It wasn't fun at all. And as I kind of went with that, you know, people that I knew and loved were looking at me like, what's wrong with her? You know, they kind of missed the old me. They weren't saying anything to me, but they felt like something was wrong. They felt something really drastic had happened to me, but they couldn't figure out what that drastic was. And finally, one of them sat me down and had a conversation with me. And they said, you know, what's going on? And, and I told them and they said, and I, I said, I wasn't going to come to Reiki shares anymore. I wasn't going to do this and that because I didn't want to impede on other people. I didn't, I didn't want to bring other people down. And she got really kind of upset with me. And I'm like, I'm trying to do this for you guys. And she was, she was upset with me because she was like, how dare you rob me or anybody else of you and your light? How dare you rob us of that? We love you because of that light. Why would you take that from us? No, no. And, you know, I held on that for years. I held on that for years because as life went and I got and and I started to understand what that light was, that that feeling was. Oh, my God. My eyes bothered me today. Um, I started to watch myself in different in different situations. And I found myself at work as being when I was being a nurse, um, when I was being a nurse, when I was living that lifetime, um, I found that, you know what, when I walk in to say good morning to a patient, I was very, I was very energetic and I was, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And I can remember them always smiling at me and being so happy, you know, that I walked through the door. And I can remember them on my days off and I'd come back and they go, God, I really missed you yesterday. I was down. I really missed you. It's just your smile, your, your, your enthusiasm, your, your, your whatever just puts a good, good feeling in my soul. And it made me realize that that part of me, I couldn't cut off. 
I wasn't a norm. I didn't fit in a norm. I wasn't like every, every other nurse or medical staff walking through the hall. I, you know, I, instead of saying, good morning, Mrs. Jones, good morning, Mr. You know, Stevens, whatever it was, I go, good morning, sunshine, you know? Um, and no, it wasn't quote unquote, what should be there by standards. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, state will come in and, you know, give you a check, check, check for doing that. But I found my patients were like so happy because they would actually come back and say the thing, same things back to me. They would look forward to me saying, hey, good morning, sunshine, because you know what? Maybe that's what they said to their kids. Maybe that's what they said to their honeys. Maybe that's what they said to their friends. But it gave them a sense of I'm not sick. A sense of feeling better about the sun because my energy and my personality was huge. So that made me really come out of that closet, that personal personality type closet and I really thought that was about the only one I had to come out of and I think I've shared this story you know with y'all I know I've sent shared it with other people (laughs) but some years later um you know I'd moved to upper Wisconsin Hayward Wisconsin and you know I, I won't even say I moved I ran I I up and ran like I was escaping life. I was escaping my life. Um, I ran to seek change. I ran to um, hide. I all of it. I ran. I I, I wanted to be out of here and I did not want to be found. And when I got up there, you know, because everybody can hide in the trees. (laughs) Um, When I got up there. That's when my I had put myself into positions where I couldn't hide the realities anymore. And that doesn't mean from anybody else. I couldn't hide from myself anymore. I couldn't hide from myself anymore. I'd gone to work at a, a very famous restaurant, famous being the key word. And um, my personality got to shine there. So I felt that big, vivacious, huge personality was was awesome for me. It, it worked out great. It was almost like, oh, my God, this is what I was supposed to do in life. Which was awesome, but when you work in a place that has so much energy and so many different personalities and so many different emotions, and I'm not talking about the staff, I'm talking about the clients coming in also, and it's just rumbling with all of this atmosphere, and it's huge, and you don't realize that you're an empath, and you don't realize that your psychic abilities are a little bit more heightened. And you don't realize that, you know what, you're sensing dead people. And you don't realize all this is going on. And you really don't realize that you have no clue what spiritual hygiene is and that you're not protecting yourself and you're just screwed. And no matter how big you make your personality, at the end of the day, you're just hateful. And you want to pretty much just, you know, climb under a pillow and never come out because you can't understand anything. And that's literally what was happening to me when I was up there. God, it was, it was really as happy and cheerful as I was on the outside. I was so distraught and destroyed on the inside. But I didn't realize that these were not my feelings. I did not realize these were a collective feeling of hundreds upon hundreds of people coming into one person and one person not having a clue what's going on. Now, I'll tell you what, when you're feeling that much, you don't feel joy and you don't feel happiness. You don't feel anger. You don't you, imagine every emotion coming together and it's just destroying you. 
And you're still trying to fit into some lines, some stereotype that you're supposed to be. But you have no clue who you are anymore. And you really have no clue what you're supposed to be anymore. And then I found that wonderful thing of, you know, psychic mediumship development. I kind of really did fall. I fell into it. I'll tell you why. You know what? I fell into it. There is no... And I'm not going to say that I haven't been doing this my whole life because I really have been, you know, when I look back, I was like, oh, hot damn, you know what I mean? I've been doing this as long as I can remember. I just had no control of it and I didn't understand it. And again, those were all pieces of me that I was told to shut down, like knowing things, just knowing things. I was always told to shut up. Don't raise your hand. You don't know everything. Stop being a know-it-all. You know what I mean? I could feel things and I could just feel when everybody was hurt. Well, shut up. You don't know what I'm feeling, but I did. You know, or seeing things that were going to happen or, or whatever it might be, or grandma coming to me to saying that she passed away and everybody said she did not, but then they get the call that she did and always being told over and over and over again, shut up, put your hand down. You don't know everything. You don't know what you're feeling. And that really was my life course. Somebody always telling me to not be me, to not be me, which is really powerful. Because when I'd finally gotten to the North was, and I finally had this, what I call explosion of myself, kind of like a cracking open of my soul. And it really wasn't on the soul. It was just literally like the shell of a body cracked. It finally cracked and the soul was able to emerge. And when that happened and I started to learn how to take care of myself and I started to learn about, you know, spiritual hygiene and I started learning how I could protect myself, my aura, and I could not have to feel everybody else. It was pretty powerful. It was pretty powerful. And I can remember them telling me that now that you know who you are, now that you know you're a psychic, now that you know you're a medium, you have to come out of a closet. <coughs> now, back then and it's you know what it's uh back then I use that term quite literally coming out of a closet with my own students I don't use it in such a literal term for myself it was uh I made a big old Facebook post of who I was and blah 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 telling the whole world like hey this is what I do blah 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 and I did and I posted it I was so nervous I was so nervous and at the end of the day when I seen people after I made the post, I'm like, you see that? And they're like, yeah, we couldn't figure why the hell you do something stupid like that because we knew who you were. And I was like, wait a second. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. You mean I came out of a closet they already knew I was in. You already knew who I was. So really what kind of a closet was it? And over the years since then, I had to sit back and I had to realize something. The only closet that I had was the one that I put in my, for myself. The closet I had was not that other people didn't accept me for who I was. The closet I had was the one that I didn't expect myself of. I didn't, I wasn't allowing myself to be me. I wasn't accepting of who I was. Okay. I wasn't accepting of that because to me, that was weird. To me, that was, um, uh, you know, some people dream they can read minds, but I couldn't accept that maybe I could. It's not, it's not reading it. Well, it's reading an aura. Anyway, reading that energy. Um, and I wouldn't let myself come out of that, that closet. I wouldn't accept who I was. 
Okay. Everybody else accepted that I was thin or I was heavy. They accepted if um, I was in a good, bad or, or, or good or bad mood. Everybody else accepted that I knew things or I didn't know things. Everybody else accepted all of that. It was myself that didn't accept it. And it took me, it took me to realize it took me a while. It took me a while even after that to realize that, you know what, it took me time to formulate, to go, wait a second. The only closet I had to come out of was the one that I self-imposed on myself. It didn't matter that it was a psychic or a medium. I just had to accept that that was part of me. It didn't matter if somebody else accepts it. It doesn't matter if I fit into somebody else's norm because this is my norm. This is who I am. I'm a person that sees the signs and understands them and follows them. I'm the person that when, you know what, I'm having a conversation with y'all, send my head out to her, I'm like, thank you. And, I, and then I add that into the conversation as if I have a three-way conversation, like there's another person sitting there that you can't see. And that's norm for me. And anybody that knows me knows that's a norm for me. And everybody that knows me knows that I'll go on a tangent and I'll start talking. And really, at the end of the conversation, I don't know much of what I said, but it really was just because I was getting inspiration from someplace else, one of my guides, maybe your guides, maybe whatever, coming in and inspiring me. And I was just talking. It was everything that you needed to hear right then. And it's not a forte that I know about, but it's a forte I just told you about. And I had to realize those were my norms. I had to realize that that was mine. That was my box that I get to get into. And I like my box. Why? Because my box doesn't have um, straight lines. My box isn't reinforced by metal or iron or rivets or bolts. My box is very soft and it's probably furry and, and soft and furry. And it doesn't hurt me if I try to climb out of it. Or if by chance my box is movable because I can take the walls and I can push them back and I can tilt them if I want, or I can lay it down and have a beautiful view. I can climb over the top and I can continue to express myself and I can go on the outside of the box and I can make it beautiful, you know, just as beautiful as my life is. And I found that throughout all this, that my story, my norm, my norm is my norm. It doesn't have to be your norm. It just has to be mine. But the really cool thing about this is me being my norm. I don't have to, I don't have to run around and screaming, this is my norm. This, this is who I am. Because you know what? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. And please don't take this personal, but it doesn't matter if you, don't, if you accept it or not. As long as I accept me. As long as I accept me. Just as with yourself, it's as well as, as you accept yourself. Okay? And that's pretty powerful. That's pretty awesome if you think about it. Because I'll tell you what, at the end of the day, if I try to be somebody else's norm, if I try to dim up my light, if I try to um, deny the fact that I see dead people, if I try to deny the fact that I can hear an energy or feel an energy, if I deny the fact of who I am, then I see, see signs, then you know what? I'm not being me. And I'll tell you what, at the end of the day, you're not going to like me very much because I'm trying to fit into somebody else's norm. I'm trying to fit into somebody else's way of being. So you know what, this week, I want you to take some time. I want you to take some time and think about what your norm is. 
you know, what is your norm? What is your norm? What is what is your personal style? What is your way of being, your way of acting, your way of thinking? And think about what you've done for yourself versus what you have maybe changed for somebody else. You know, what's the difference? And I'll tell you what, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool at the end of the day when you start to realize that, you know what, you're such a beautiful and unique individual. And that at the end of the day, if you're not being you, you really rob, your, rob so many people of being you. Now, it's really what's really funny is when I get to the end of the, all of this, the end of the story, and it, it makes me kind of bring full circle. It takes me back full circle to that story of, of my life. And, and I can remember, I'll tell you what, I remember so many times throughout this journey, you know, that um, people have looked at me. And they've said, you know, you need to just kind of calm down your light. It's pretty, it's pretty harsh. It's pretty big. It really kind of pushes people away. You know, you have this order that pushes people away. And after a multitude of times hearing that, and I'll tell you what, I heard that a lot. Heard it so many times. After a multitude of times of hearing that, I had to stop and go, um, what can I do about that? Because I always remembered my friend telling me, don't rob me of your light. Don't rob me of that aura. And I had to stop and think, well, how do I not rob somebody of that, but yet not push everybody away at the same time? And I heard one simple, small solution, one word, and it came from one of my guides. It was just invite invite so instead of using an aura that big bold personality that aura that I had that really I kind of probably used as a defense mechanism to push people away I learned to make it bigger and to invite you into it invite you into my space invite you into um my world Invite you into joining me in the light that I like to shine off. And I found that when I did that, when, again, it is not changing my norm, but finding how to work my norm into the masses of other people. And that was really of just enjoying me and allowing other people. Because when I realized that when I was inviting with people, inviting with my aura, more people liked me, more people came into me. And in time, I learned how to make that aura, take that aura, take that energy, make it big and invite you into it. And I think that's something you can do also. But at the end of the day, I just want you to stop and think about what your norm is. What is your norm? Who are you? I mean, seriously, take some moments. Think about it. Who are you at the end of the day? You know, are you, are you a quiet person? Are you a loud person? Um, do you like goth? Do you like um, dressing like a mermaid? You know, um, are you a medium and hiding it? You know, where, where are your lines? You know, a good exercise for this really is, uh, if you want the visual, you want the visual, 
take a piece of paper and and draw an image of you. Now I'm not expecting any Picassos here. Okay, no Picassos. What I am expecting is just a hag with a body, some arms and some legs, not a stick figure. I want the body. So um, you know, think about the gingerbread man, I guess, and make it as close to you as you can. And that is you. And then I want you to draw a line around it, which is a line that you stay within, that's your norm. What's your norm? You know, do this with a group of friends. Don't share it with each other until you're done. What is your norm? What are your lines? What is your box? And then literally, literally share that with everybody else. I think you're going to be amazed to see that your lines that you stay within are vastly different than everybody else's. And that's okay because at the end of the day, when you look around the table, you'll find that y'all love each other very much. Okay. So with that being said, I'm going to take a quick break here. And when I come back, I'll have Ann share with me. This is Jet Renee here on WLK, WLK, can't say it, WLTKDB Digital Radio. Smooth through spirit. See you in a few. Searching for true paranormal captures, information, and education. New methods mixed with old methods of capturing this mysterious phenomenon. Well, look no further for your ghostly voices than ghostly-voices.com. Nicole Tito and Lisa Crick take you on a journey into their paranormal world and provide you with true EVP and ITC audio captures, compelling information on debunking, some hilarious bloopers, and more. Remember, these two are veterans in the field and know how to capture the true evidence you are looking for. Ghostly-Voices.com Your paranormal stop for true audio evidence. Ghostly-Voices.com mystery, a book of one man's journey, a book of the afterlife, a book you must read. Ghost in Me by five-time award-winning author Kevin Killen is a book of one man's journey in the search of the afterlife. Read of his chilling childhood experience, his investigative journeys, and his opinions of paranormal activity. Ghost in Me by Kevin Killen, an Ozark Mountain publication. Get your copy today online or wherever books are sold. Welcome back to School Through Spirit. This is Jet Renee again on WLTK DB Talk Radio. With me today, I have Miss Anne. Hi there. 
How are Hi, you? Hi, Anne. How are you? Good morning. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, I'm so happy you're here with me. <laughs> you know? So, Anne, I was telling, I've told everybody just such a small amount about you, such a small amount, because I really want you to be able to share your story. So, can you tell us who you are and what you do? Okay, so I specialize in helping people heal from traumas and move forward. Uh, I am a medium and an international life coach, so I do work with people all around the world. Um, especially over this last year, it's just been really challenging. Uh, but I love what I do. It really helps people heal and move forward and be the best version of themselves. I, I love that. I love that because we need so many of that. We need so much of that, you know, and just to help people with their, you know, those traumas is huge. Yes. So how did you get started with doing all of this? What what kind of got you going? Well, I am a Pisces. Okay. <laughs> so you know what Pisces are usually very intuitive. Um, well, it started about the age of four years old when my father had a massive heart attack and died unexpectedly, of course. Um, and then my mother remarried my stepfather, who turned out to be an alcoholic. So I started using my skills, which I didn't even know what they were back then, uh, to hide and stay safe and um, had an occurrence when I was about eight years old that was probably the most profound experience that moved me forward in this way, uh, was my grandmother appeared in my room one night um, when my stepfather was abusing my mom. And I was a tiny little thing, and my sister was in the next room, and she it was to me it looked like an angel. She just appeared in this big light at the end of my bed and basically told me to help my mom, who was her daughter, and that everything would be okay. I was divinely protected. So I got out of bed and I did just that. And um, I did help my mother. He stopped doing what he was doing. And, you know, my sister and I actually went to a neighbor's house. It was about two in the morning. Um, but from that moment on, I always felt that uh, someone was always watching over me and protecting me. And of course, I thought it was an angel. But now looking back with all of my training at the Arthur Finley College in England and that, I realized it was my grandmother. So um, it took me a long time to embrace what I do because I grew up Southern Baptist, yeah. <laughs> you know, constantly being told it's demonic or whatever. Um, but I've owned it and it's just been an incredible journey. Really has. Oh, I, I, I understand that, you know, because it is huge. But how empowering for such a young child, you know, to have that first experience, you know, and then to have an adult listen. That's yeah. even more, that's empowering. That, that makes you feel like I can be kind of who I am, you yeah. know? Well, so how, I don't think he liked it. <laughs> <laughs> he probably didn't. No, he, he didn't, yeah. No, but you know, how did you ever end up at Arthur Finley? Cause that's like, I will tell you what, for myself, that's like an, ah, uh, but I don't know if I'll ever go. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like. Understood. It's um, beautiful. Yeah. Well, I started out doing Reiki. I opened a wellness center about 15 years ago. Um, my youngest daughter, I have two, she was born four months premature. Oh, wow. And I was actually in banking and finance. My background was business and, and accounting. So um, I actually started working with her in the hospital, not even realizing what I was doing. But the doctors would always let me stay when she would start to, you know, crash, die. Um, right. And I would just kind of hold that space, that energetic space for her. And it would always come back. And the doctors really, most parents, they kicked out. They let me stay. So okay. I started really developing that energy work at that time, not even understanding it. It just came natural. Um, right. 
but I got uh, certified in Reiki. Now Reiki master, I teach massage therapists and all that. Because really everything that we do is about energy, positive or negative. Um, So past loved ones started coming into my sessions with my Reiki. And I didn't understand what it was. So my analytical mind wanted to figure it out. So probably about eight years ago, uh, after my mother died, I decided to take a trip to England because I'd heard about Arthur Finley. Right. Um, and I've been probably eight times. Wow. Um, yeah. And uh, trained with the best in the world. Yeah. And just really felt that in 2019 was the last time I went. It's also kind of a spiritual retreat for me to be amongst like-minded people from around the world. Right. Um, but I had some incredible experiences there uh, in the church and, um, you know, on the platform d- demonstrating. So I decided at that time that, um, you know, it was time for me to start really reaching out and teaching. And so that's what I've been doing pretty much over the last six years. Oh, I love that. I love that. Cause I'll, t- to me to go there, it's just, um, I, I can't even, I, I can't fathom it, you know, and I've met so many people have gone there and train and it's just, they t- they all tell me it's like a home away from home. You know, it's just, just this amazing place for them to be, you yes. know, and for myself, I, I just, you know, with me, myself, I'm not sure if that's, you know, the direction I'm going, to, if that makes sense. Sure. You I, know, it just depends on each person. Um, I wanted the experience of doing large groups and, and being comfortable with the connection and, the energy in the room. And so I've worked, I guess the largest group is a hundred and some people. Um, But it gave me the confidence because I was never one to get up in front of people. And, you know, you almost feel naked being up there because, you know, everybody's just staring at you Um, to really connect to the energy and just allow it to take over. And it's a great experience for everyday life, even if you just go once. Right. Maybe I'll just have to do that as a bucket list and just kind of suck it up and go, you know, get over those fears. <laughs> you'd be happy. You would. I, th- I think I would. I think I would. You know, so you also stated that, you know, you um, do co- life coaching. Yes. So, so where where does that start to fit into things? Because, you know, as, as we all know, as a medium or as a psychic more so, you, you be kind, kind of like a life coach in some ways because people are coming to you for guidance, mm-hmm. you know. And But to really vastly jump into that whole realm, that's a whole other world also. It is. Um, probably, let's see, probably about six years ago, I had been to the Arthur Finley College. Uh, and when I came back, um, you know, I, I do meditation every day and I usually get my messages at that time. And I was, I was told to look into trance mediumship. Okay. And so I actually did a training out in Calabas, uh, California. And at that time, uh, I was in the trance. The teacher really didn't explain to us what was going to happen, but Martin Luther King came to me oh, in my, yeah. in the, in the trance. It wasn't, I mean, you call it trance, but it's really more of a form of a deep meditation. Um, And he basically said to me, your platform is it's all about love. So at that time, I decided to uh, get certified in life coaching because I felt the two were very synergistic. I just didn't want to have their loved one help them, you know, with what happened with them. And you know how it is. They release guilt and all kinds of things if they're not there when they pass. But for me, it was going a deeper level. So the life coaching, I wanted to be certified. You know, it does it does give more um, credibility. Um, most of my work, 95% is referral. Uh, so I do more than just one session. It's not just a one-time thing. 
Right. Uh, and it's really, I'm doing some matchmaking right now with clients who've lost their, their spouses. Uh, so it's all about love has really transformed into all aspects through the life coaching as well. Oh, I love that. I, I love that. Um, just because, you know, people don't realize there's so many different avenues that are more unconventional, you know, than the traditional psychology, psych yes. platform, you know, because for myself, I have a nursing background, but I also specialized in psych, psych and detox. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it's a, it's a beautiful world. I always dealt with, you know, more acute than long-term, but you know, um, to, to have people to go to that you can have that life coaching and really kind of help in go into a certain avenue or a certain way of your life for healing. Yes. Yeah. You know, I think some people, uh, you know, going to the psychiatric uh, doctor or someone like that, that can prescribe meds, you know, I don't really get involved with that um, at all, of course, because it's not my, my thing. But um, to be able to refer them if I feel they need it, if there's more long-term work that they need, you know, to go to the right person. I have a network of people I work with. Um, I have quite a few doctors that I actually see. Um, but, you know, I'll do whatever is necessary for the client. That's beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. So, you know, how how do you feel all of this has really changed the direction of your life? Mm-hmm. You know, oh <laughs> yeah, okay. You know, well, you know, because we're different, right? Yeah. I mean, we all have our own unique gifts and everybody's talented in their own way, but this is very different. And, you know, I was talking to my brother the other day because, you know, this whole thing with COVID has just really changed my practice. I'm seeing less people in person and more through Zoom, which I'm not really that crazy about, but I do do in home now with people with the large groups for messages of love. But it's really changed everything for me, um, but also for my clients. I think the biggest thing right now is helping people get out of fear. Mm-hmm. And if I can do that, you know, then that I've done my job, you know, because the opposite of fear is love. And mm-hmm. I want to be in that place of love as much as possible. And I want that for my clients as well. Um, it's been interesting. Uh, I have really worked on keeping people in my life that accept me for who I am. Mm -hmm. But I was talking to my brother the other day and something happened in my life where I was discussing it with him and had really never um, spent a lot of time talking to him about deep personal things other than family stuff. And he said to me, Anne, you realize that your gifts are very unique and you're probably about 1% of the world. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Well, we take, in a way, I don't want to say for granted, but what we do is natural and yeah, we do yeah. it on a daily basis. Yes. Yeah. How has it changed my life? I'd have to say that it's um, made me a better person, a stronger person, but also more courageous and just owning my gifts and being okay with, uh, you know, not being afraid to share who I am. Mm-hmm. But you know, as well as I do that you can't force what we do on anyone. It has to come to us. So, and they find their way. Exactly. And they, they do every time, you know, but even for you, cause you know, as we both know, you know, to be in banking finance has never been my world. I actually, I actually work with a, a man. Uh, uh, he's, I, 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 he's almost like a father figure to me and my way of fixing my, or figuring out finances. I, I talked to a guy that owns a collection agency cause he's a good friend. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. where else do you go to learn about finance and, yeah. and all that other than the guy that, you know, 
pulls them all in, you know? Um, So for myself to see a woman in that world already is a very strong, independent woman, but very, very, very analytical. You know, I mean, every woman I've ever met that is in that world is they're very strong. They're very independent. They're very analytical. Everything seems to be black and white. You know, it's facts and figures, you know, just switch into a world that is, whoa, you know what I mean? I can't prove any of this. Yes. I, you know what? Good point. Very, that's a very valid point. Um, you asked about the Arthur Finley. I feel like I kind of came into thing back things backwards, but not really. I mean, it happens when it's supposed to, right? right? But stepping from commercial lending and analyzing people's credit and, you know, big time dollars being sent out, um, trained at the University of Georgia, you know, they were very disappointed when I left, but <laughs> it just, um, when my daughter was born, that's what happened. So the prematurity thing and me uh, finding wellness ways to get her off of all the meds and she left the hospital with seven doctors. Um, it just really, uh, you know, I went from my childhood, got married, you kind of step away from this a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. I did anyway. Um and I just started using my gifts with the doctors and saying to them, hey, I think so-and-so. And they developed such a rapport with me over every single day, three times a day coming in for four months. They started to trust my opinion. And I started to realize, you know what? I'm going back to my childhood. I can do this. It's more of a crisis trauma situation. Yeah. Um, but you want to be with me if you're going to have something bad happen because I, I jump right in and start doing my thing. Right. But earlier you asked what has changed for me the most. And I think over the last year, 18 months, I have learned to use this skill for myself. Mm-hmm. And we're always taught to be selfless, right? Yes. Step into spirit. We're working with the client and it's never about us. Right. So I made the decision that when I need it, I'm going to use it as well. So clients will often ask me, you know, help things, you know, what's going on there. Um, so I will use it for myself as well. Okay. So how do you do that? Because I know for myself, other than seeing this, the signs, which, you know, um, I do a whole lot of this, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know why I have to feel like I'm a parrot, you know? What I mean? <laughs> well, it does seem to come from the left side. They always come yeah, here. And I'm always right. like, yeah. you know, yanking my ear up, you know? Um, and other than, you know, I, of course, I hear my guides. I talk to my guides. I argue with my guides. You know what I mean? I, they're just like another person for myself. It's normal. You know, other than to see the signs and the and to follow those signs or hear the messages and follow that, what else are you doing for yourself? You know, well, because I think people, I think it, especially people on us and those ones budding coming up need to understand that better. Yeah. Well, it is all about uh, personal uh, and professional life balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I teach specifically, you asked about the left brain. We mm-hmm. have to spend as much time in the right brain as we do the left to stay balanced, right? right. So the only way to do that is to play piano with the right hand and do math with the left, you know, wow. but you can't do that. So no. meditation is, is what I do. Um, but I do a lot of yoga. I do a lot of Tai Chi, actually. And I do a lot of earthing, which is outside in the grass. I do that twice a day. Sometimes, depending on what's going on with my clients, I'll go out in between clients if I feel it's pretty heavy. Um, But for me, they access our left brain and any details that we have in there to help the clients, you know. So I do use the left brain, but when I'm working with spirit, 
uh, with my clients, I am accessing the right as well. But they take that subconscious mind, and that's how we're able to relate and speak the language, so to speak, of what mm-hmm. it is that our clients need. Yeah. I, that's how I teach it myself because it's always like going back and forth, back constantly going back and forth. Yeah. And, you know, like when I teach development, um, and I don't know if this is the same for yourself, but when I teach development and especially the beginners, they're like, you know what, we're not really working with talking to spirit. I said, no, we're working with you to teach you how to use your brain. You know, we're re- reconditioning that brain to to see things or hear things, getting those senses and and, and really becoming into a fold of seeing it all. Uh, you know, acknowledging it there and then acknowledging being able to go back and forth, you know, and yeah. to use those, use that brain. In yeah. beginners, I don't even get to a reading till the very end because yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, there's so much to do before you get to this, you know, to have yeah. that control, if nothing else, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We, if not, we tend to live in la la land, you know? I mean, yeah, it's, it really I, is. It's Lala. I call it La La Land when we're not, we don't have that control. Or we're not grounded or, you know, yeah. um, healthy. You know, I never work when I'm sick. Um, but I think that walking the walk and spending the time, I do walk three miles every day. That helps oh. me. So that's very grounding. Um, but it's also outside in nature. So you're getting the negative ions and the things that you need. Uh, for me, it's kind of like cleaning out the cobwebs. So I walk every day and then I come back and I do my Tai Chi and then I do my meditation and then I start my day. So I always make sure that I stay balanced. You must be up at like 3 (laughs) a.m. No, no, I, um, no, I, I start my first session at 1030. So, okay, it's not yeah. so bad. I'm like, I'm lucky if I get out of bed and breathe, you know. <laughs> well, um, I do tend to go to bed early, you know, so I can get up early. But that's my that's my normal routine. So that's a good routine to have, though. And I think more people should, you know, uh, maybe not encompass all of that, but encompass something into their lives, you know, because that is a big part of what we do is literally having that balance, having that take care of us in some aspect, and we don't tend to take care of us. You know, ourselves. Well, that's generally how it goes. I mean, we are givers and that's our natural nature. But I have learned that mainly a lot over this last, you know, time period with the whole COVID situation that I had to start taking care of myself as well because I was feeling the effects of all the stress and the fear. And, you know, working with some of these countries, Australia and the UK, I have a lot of clients in those countries and they're just locked in their houses all day. Yeah. You know, I have to be able to uh, access other things for them to do so they don't let a suicide. You know, I've had some clients commit suicide and they just can't handle what's going on in the world. So it's I feel like it's my job to teach them how to stay balanced and healthier, no matter what their situation is. Mm -hmm. And people don't, especially United States, don't understand that, you know, this year that we were on lockdown is nothing compared to what UK or, you know, or Australia, especially Italy. Italy, I mean, they were lucky if they got to see their balcony, you know, there was just, you know, that confinement is just kind of crazy, you know? So we had it easy. We could go to the grocery store, you know, we could, we could do a lot of things, you know, compared to what some other countries were able to do. Agreed. You know, so I love that. Um, You know, before you came on, I was talking about our norms, what our norms are. For yourself, to go from what one norm was for you to go to what another norm was for you, how was that? 
How was that switch? Well, as I said before, I feel like my daughter's premature birth facilitated it. So I had kind of a segue or a bridge, if you will. It wasn't like just going from here to here. It was, you know, it took time. Um, I feel like sometimes we don't listen and you probably understand that, you know, I grew up using my gifts to stay safe from my stepfather and then I got married and, you know, went to college and got married and you tend to step away. I mean, that's how it was for me anyway, um, until my daughter was born. And so, you know, they found a way to bring me back. And then I got divorced after 20 years and, um, you know, they just said, okay, you're, you're ours. You know, we're going to cultivate you. So I started doing spiritual walks uh, twice a day around my favorite lake, not too far from my house. Uh, this was in 07. And really, that's where it just all took off. So all that knowledge from my daughter and helping her, she's now 29. Um, and she's fantastic. Very intuitive herself, I might add. Wonderful. Yeah. So, but anyway, so I started uh, listening to spirit and what it was that they wanted for me. I call them the team. I don't really use guides. I work with, I don't know. It's just never been that way for me to each his own. Right. Yeah. Um, But um, you know, the messages were do this. And I literally started following. It's kind of like if you equate it to math and accounting and things like that, finance, um, you know, everything has a process. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like spirit has a process for us. We have the right to choose to say yes or no. And right. for me, I jumped in. I thought, you know what? For the first time in my life, my kids are older. You know, I'm, I'm not married anymore. I don't have those obligations. Um, and it's time for me to really explore what it was that spirit wanted me to do. And so I started, I call it follow the yellow brick road. So I started following and that's how I opened my wellness center. And okay. the worst economy of our history, which was 2008. And everybody thought I was nuts. Right. I did it with zero dollars. So it's it's still open. I made it through COVID. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. And that's what, that's what I wanted to hear about because it's, um, you know, every, everybody kind of looks at us like we're crazy when we do this. You know, I mean, it's like having a midlife crisis that no, who knows what time of your life you're going to have this midlife crisis, you know, because we are who we are. We are born this way. We do have, when we look back on our life, it's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I've been doing this. But all of a sudden we jump off this, what is what I call a normal bandwagon into our life. You know, I know I became a much happier person. Well, because you were living your life purpose, which is what I like to help my clients figure out too, whether it is in the finance world or, you know, being a swim instructor, it doesn't matter. As long as you're doing what makes you happy and fulfills you. So for me, it was, I would, I want to say returning home. You know, I started using those skills as a little girl for trauma situations for myself, but now having healed and spent a lot of time traveling, you know, all over the place, really learning from shamans and just anybody that I felt was at that level that I wanted to train with, um, understanding how it all works and actually healing myself first, because we can't do this work if, if we're not healthy. So For me, that's, um, I think, why a lot of counselors and doctors come to me because they feel that I do have the left and right brain, so more mainstream, if you will. Right. Um, But I do help a lot of entertainers and performers, and, you know, I help people come out of the closet and really embrace who they are and just accept who they are. I I love that because that's, you know, and 
I, I love how you're you're saying that accept who they are, accept who they are, because that's huge. You know, Absolutely. I always tell people coming out of the closet is, you know, not necessarily telling the world who you are. You know, it's not waving a flag. It's not, right. you know, announcing at the top of the world, oh, my God, I see dead people or, or whatever your closet <laughs> might be. You know what I mean? I mean yeah, I know. It's, it's like I, movie, right? I did it that way. And everybody looked at me like, why did you do that? You're an idiot. You know what I mean? Like, we knew who you were. Did you need? Th- because I didn't understand that it, that closet was just accepting myself. You know, I didn't have to scream, hey. This was just, this was me, you know, and I had to accept me. It's you know? use the same term as you coming out of the closet. That was what, that's what it felt like for me. You know, yeah. it's like stepping out naked. Here I am. <laughs> yeah, it is. But, but then you have to, that. And, and how did people react to you when you came out of that normal closet type situation? Well, so when I opened my wellness center, I actually started in the physical world, which felt safe to me, right? Because I equate math and finance and accounting to the physical world, right? Right. Our spiritual world is our right brain and arts and, you know, music and all those things. So Mm -hmm. I started actually um, with yoga. I became certified in yoga. Mm -hmm. Um, We had reformers, which are the machines, which it's all about movement. For me, movement really in the car, I'll get visions and things like that. It's always when I'm driving or, um, I don't know, it's interesting, you know, walking. But for me, um, I felt I had to be comfortable. So I gradually went into the physical world and then started incorporating into my classes uh, with my clients. Hey, you know, I hope your dog's okay. Or, and they're like, what, you know, how do you know about my dog? You know, one lady's like, well, we're putting her down in two days. And I said, yeah, I know. But so it kind of started, I let it happen gradually as opposed to just jumping into the pool all at once. Um, and my clients, uh, you know, I'm just outside of Orlando, so it is so somewhat in the city. Um, but they got comfortable with me and trusted me. So that's really how I built my practice, um, which is, you know, pretty busy. Um, so, you know, they started to feel comfortable and then they would refer. And, you know, I see kids, I mean, as young as four years old you know, um, but I have a little dog named Chloe that, that helps with that and helps them get comfortable. And, um, you know, it's funny cause I saw a little girl the other day, she's 11 years old, getting ready to go back to school. Her mom brings both her kids in before school starts every year. And I was saying some things to her about her friends and she's like, mom, did you tell her that? And she's like, I haven't talked to her. So <laughs> you know, they start to understand that there's a world like that as well. And it makes them feel more accepted because I would have to say most of the kids that come to me um, are different, but I help them embrace that so that they don't go through what you and I went through. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't fun. Right. So oh, you know, God, exactly no. oh. who we are. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I was talking about that earlier, that, that whole, you know, looking back and always feeling like you're shut down of who you are. Because this isn't about, like I tell people, this isn't about seeing, you know, it's not always about seeing the dead people or hearing them or the spirits, whatever you want to call them. It's literally those senses we have, you know, of knowing things. And somebody telling you as a little kid, you don't know everything, shush, you know, or you don't know how I'm feeling. I feel you. What do you mean? I don't know. Because I do know how you're feeling, you know, or whatever it might be. Always as a child, those senses constantly told, told, no, 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 you're not right. And then you wonder why we grow up and and don't trust our abilities, you know, to have that fight to trust. Well, and that's interesting you said that because I think uh, 
you know, I have looked back at my patterns and, um, you know, the men that have been in my life. And I felt that I had a heart wall. And I think it was that self-preservation, as you said, of always, you know, being told no or whatever. I was never told no because I quietly used my skills to help my mother and my sister and I. Um, But feeling like I was so different because of the church I went to. So I I did keep it quiet, uh, but I still used my skills. Um, But for me, over this last 18 months, really, I feel like um, I've allowed myself to become more vulnerable in my work. And I think a lot of it has to do because there is so many, I don't want to say more deaths because that's what we work with primarily, but there has been a lot of close, you know, I've lost a friend two weeks ago, you know, so it's hard to hear that. Well, thank you. But it's been, um, to me, it's a way of opening up more. Right. Which is challenging, right. For us. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of, like you're afraid somebody's going to come after you. Yeah. Um, but the way I look at it, we help so many people. And people could not move forward if they didn't have someone like us. So you talked about untraditional versus traditional. Uh, but a lot of people don't want to go to a doctor they feel is going to put them on meds. They want to try to deal with it more holistically. And mm-hmm. that's my approach. You know, if you can, there are cases yeah. where you have to have meds. Um, yeah. But, you know, you farm them out to the right person. That's all. And, 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 oh, I get that because I do a lot of medical intuitive work, mm-hmm. a ton of it. Mm-hmm. And people come to me and I'm like, you know, if I feel you need a doctor, I'm going to send you there because yeah. I truly, you know, I do believe in medicine. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. it, I think it's a, a beautiful blend of both worlds, but it, because I do also come from a medical community, mm-hmm. you know, I also know that medical, you know, Western medicine here doesn't always teach those other alternatives, you know, like just simply, you know, um, Let's just take IBS, just talking about that. They'll farm out medication that doesn't necessarily work, but yet getting your emotions under control, figuring out your diet, figuring out your exercise, boy, you can live without any symptoms forever. Absolutely. You know, it can almost be a warning system to you that, oh my gosh, something's going on mentally that I haven't brought to the surface and my body's screaming at me, you know, but doctors don't teach them that. And that's where they can come to us and say, you know what, there is an alternative to trying to deal with some of this stuff that maybe they're not being taught. Right. More holistic healing. I mean, God gave us the plants and and the Garden of Eden and all that for a reason. There is a book book out there that talks about every organ in the body and the plant that matches it. Now, that's not coincidence. Right. So that is one thing I've done, though, is I've gone more plant based. Okay. And that has really helped spiritually. Um, And staying a little bit more away from the meat, more fish and more pescatarian. Um, But it does make us feel better, I think. And it depends on the person and what they need, but they have to figure that out. They do. Yeah. And everybody really is different. I know like for myself, my personal diet, I always look at people that like you are vegetarians. I'm like in awe, like I can't do it because my body doesn't accept fish and it doesn't accept high iron. You know, I know I keep telling people I must've been a mermaid in a past life and I I can't eat my friends or my home. You know, I only knows what we were. You know, who knows? Who knows? But I love that. I love where you're going with that. Um, You know, one thing I wanted to ask you, because I think this is one direction so many of us go down so many. And you talked about, you know, during periods of time, going to the shaman, going to this, going to that for those different things of, you know, of, of knowledge. Yes. How, how did you find that journey for yourself? 
you know, well, um, did you feel like you were jumping all over the place and trying to find you or? No. And I think it was because it was time for me. Like I said, when I left the 20 year marriage in 07, um, they said, okay, I asked that they show me the path. So I asked because I believe in receiving that we'll get what we're supposed to get. So because of my analytical mind and growing up, you know, thinking that I had to do something hard, hard or analytical, which was totally funny. Right. But it did build my left brain so that I can utilize it for my work. So it actually was a blessing. Um, but I, I just said, okay, where do I need to go? So it started, as I said before with Reiki and I did Reiki one, Reiki two, Reiki three, you know, one right after the other. It was like, as soon as I could, I went all the way. I did the same thing. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I mean, I did it down to the minute. Yes. Every three weeks to the minute. (laughs) Couldn't wait. Right. Oh yeah. I couldn't. I scheduled them all out ahead of time. It was like, I have to do this. Yeah. Well, so it started with energy. And I think for me, um, you know, I've got such a library of books and I've, I can't tell you how many I've read, but I have to say that it had to be in the right <laughs> for me. I guess they knew that, you know, they're the intelligent ones, right? Yeah. Um, but they took me where I needed to be when I needed to be there. So the funny story about Arthur Finley uh, was I actually took a client to Casadega. It's a little town. It's the sister to Lilydale, right? Okay. Okay. So she said, hey, will you go up there with me? I said, sure. Of course, I wasn't doing it. We're talking years ago. Right. I was actually doing yoga with her. She was a private client and helping her with her eating and, you know, all those wellness things. Right. Coaching. So I met her up there and uh, she was late. And the lady that she was had the appointment with comes out onto the porch and says, hi, how are you? And I said, well, it's not for me. It's, you know, my client. She's late. She's coming. She said, no, I had to come out here to tell you something. And I'm like, okay, I don't even know what a medium is at this point. Right. Right. She said, you're supposed to train and become a medium. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> really? And so, I mean, you know, what, what were the odds of that? Right. So right. she gave me the name of the school and I had a few moments to talk to her while my client was, you know, showing up. And two weeks later, I was at the Arthur Finley College. Wow. Now she, she said to me, there is no way you're going to get in right away because the advanced classes, which she told me, take the advanced classes, don't take the beginning. I'm like, whatever. So I got in two advanced classes back to back. So I ended up staying. um, I was over there about four weeks and my clients were all calling me and texting me. Are you coming back? Are you coming back? (laughs) No, I'm not. But the first week was nothing but crying. Right. I did. I I hear that. Oh my God. It was like (laughs) all this healing, you know, my father coming through telling me what I should be doing. He was the finance guy, you know, he was Mm -hmm. the, the chemist. Um, but he was saying, you know, it's good you have that, but you know, I, he died when I was four. So I learned more about my father at the Arthur Finley college than I did growing up, you know, for many of my family. And then my mom, you know, they both just kept coming through, but, um, I'm sure they were like that stupid American, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I think that's why I'm afraid to go is because I am American. (laughs) Yes. But you know what? We deserve to be there too. We do deserve their, you know, 110%. And it's so funny because I have so many friends that are, are English mediums and many of them are English mediums on American soil now, you know, yeah. and yeah. they agree. They're like, you know, an American way of reading is so drastically different than an English way of reading. Yes. And I'm always like, oh my God, don't put me in Arthur Friendly because they'll just hack me. They'll be like, no. well, you do have to have a little bit of tough skin. 
Yeah. You have to realize that um, you're there for a reason. And that was, I mean, I had no clue what to expect. And they put me up on that big stage and said, connect. I'm like, what? You know, I did it. But I said, you know, I said to spirit, you got to have my back here. I don't have a clue what I'm doing. And I'm the American and all them are from all these other countries. So show me how to do it. So I was, I think, pleasantly surprised. Number one, I was meant to be there. I was totally guided to be there. And if we trust and we're asking for this, right, to make us better people, um, then we deserve to have it how it's supposed to be. So, you know, the last time I went, as I said, was in uh, November of 2019. And funny enough, I knew I would not be going back. I had no idea why. COVID, right? They're still shut down. But I got what I needed. So as long as we listen and we listen to those eight senses, because we really have no idea how it's going to come through, right? Right. We don't. Not a clue. Yeah. And that changes. It always, I tell people that changes all the time. It's like, you think you know what you're doing and spirit says, let's upgrade. I always call it like an upgrade, you know, because they they change the way and you're like, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. You need to tell me before we change the name of the game here, you know, but yeah. I, like I, I, I laugh all, and I shouldn't laugh about this, but I always tell people I, I, I'm no good with names. I've never been good with names, even in, in three, in 2d here. I'm not good with names, you know, 3d. I'm not good with them to remember somebody's name for me takes a lot of work. You know, it takes me having to see you several times, pronounce names. It's hard for me. It always has been. Um, so spirit obviously never gave me names and I was okay with that. I was, I've been okay with that going. It's, you know, they always make sure I know who I'm talking to. The person knows I get a million, you know, evidence, evidence without the name. And then last week it was nothing but names all week. And I'm like, whoa, but with that, they put all my readings on a feeling basis. So the only thing I heard was a name. And I'm and I kept screaming. I'm going. I hear. I hear. Give it back. And they're like, no. And I couldn't figure it out until literally the end of the week. I was like, oh, I get. I get it now. I yeah. get it. Yeah. So, you know, I, but then, about, I say it's about allowing. Yeah, you know, allowing it just to flow to us. But I think um, the last 2019, I was being critiqued by some world-renowned mediums, mm-hmm. and. I was a nervous wreck because, you know, going in front of your peers at that level, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a little challenging. It's challenging. Yeah. But you're in advanced class. So you're supposed to be able to handle it. Right. So that night, one of my clients sent me um, a YouTube video on being vulnerable. And I thought, Hmm, that's interesting. And because of my childhood and how different we are and all that, you know, I do have a little bit of a protective shell. Yeah. You understand that? Oh, yeah. And so I listened to that video and I thought, oh, my God, if I could just do this tomorrow when I'm getting critiqued, it would change everything. Yeah. So I did that. And I literally got up there and I stepped into spirit and I did what I needed to do. And both of my tutors, they call them tutors, both said it's world class. Wow. We don't even know what to say. But to take that experience and take it back home and continue to do it, whether it's a one-on-one or a group, right? Right. It takes practice to be vulnerable over yeah. and over and over again. But the biggest lesson I've learned in taking that vulnerability 
is you experience so much more. My relationships with my friends are so much deeper. Um, you know, hopefully my love life will be better in that respect. Uh, but I think that the biggest thing for me is being vulnerable with myself mm -hmm. and allowing me to see what my flaws are, to be able to work on those. Um, but it's really like a mirror image. And that's what it's taught me the most. So I learned so much going there. Yeah. It's a wonderful place. You really do need to go. I, you know what? The more I hear you, it's like, okay, okay, I'll listen. It's like the surrender. That's it. And that it really is. It's just, it's, and it's literally going, you know, um, having faith in myself, hey, having faith in spirit and just saying, you know, let's, let's go to this next, you know, this next portion, you know, and uh, for myself, like myself, really, it's been, um, you know, I've taken several classes over the last year or two, but the classes, you know, are to get more evidence based, get more of this, you know what I mean? It's always pushing ourselves, pushing ourselves, pushing ourselves, you know, and to me, it's, it's so much the key. The vulnerability is the key. Yeah, it comes. I never got names and dates and all that. Now it all comes all of it. Yeah. But you have to step into that vulnerability. I, a couple weeks ago, um, I was sad. I lost, I told you my girlfriend, 50 yeah. years old. And, um, you know, I had had a rough, it was a rough week for a couple of reasons, but, uh, I was paid, you know, good money to go to this home and they wanted in their home so they could control who was there. Right. And I had, you know, cried a lot the day before. And so I sat in my car outside of this house. It was a Friday night, getting ready to pour storm. And I thought, oh my goodness, you know what spirit? you have got to have my back because I am at an all time low and I'm really nervous about this because I don't want to let these people down, you know, mm -hmm. it's been scheduled for weeks and um, just, you know, can you have my back? Yeah. When I walked in that house, huge house, high bolted ceilings, there's a two year old running around. There's two dogs running around. The house is filled with like 25 people. They're all eating, they're drinking. And right. I'm like, Oh my God, you know, <laughs> I'm not used to working with people who drink, but you know, right. as, it just makes it a different dynamic. No, I understand because I feel they're drinking because I don't drink. So I can yeah. feel that in my body. I'm like, oh my yes, God, yes. don't make me drunk. Don't make yes. me drunk. <laughs> so I just sat down and, um, you know, I said, I'm going to take some time. You guys do your thing when you're ready. We'll go ahead and get started. But I just said, you know what? I surrender. You know, I'm going to be completely vulnerable up here. And I have to say in my eight years of doing mediumship on the platform, on stage, whatever, it was the best session I'd ever had. Wow. I mean, it was just, you know, I just allowed whatever to unfold and really just embraced it and just let it be. And I told them at the end of the night, I said, you know what, guys, I was really worried about tonight. And they said, why? And I said, well, and they, a lot of them had experienced me before. That's why they had me come. Right. But they had lost a lot of family members over the last 18 months. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I said, first of all, I've not done a large group since March of 2020. I've only done 10 people at a time, right? You had to control the numbers. Right. Um, and I really have had a rough week. I didn't go into details. Right. I said, thank you for just being so receptive and so open. I got texts for two weeks after that, them still sending me stuff. So, but I really, you have to be vulnerable. And that's, to me, you know, if you want to save the money, take some classes in vulnerability. 
Oh, I, I definitely will. If you have a, if you have a, you know, still that link to the YouTube, I would love to see it. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> I do, I do firmly believe that, you know, I, you know, and the more I come into my own of understanding my past and healing my past, and I will tell you, as, as you know, and everybody knows, um, when you're a medium, you don't get to just heal at once. You know, you get to go over and over and over again. And they've had me in a, in, I call a session that just doesn't seem to, to finish, you know, of constantly going over memory after memory. It's like I flip one memory and it's to the next, to the next, to the next, and then the dreams. And it's just, it's ongoing right now for myself. And I'm allowing it to happen because I know I'm going through a whole nother level of healing. But I do believe it's getting to that point of like being more accepting of who I am, where I come from, and knowing that, you know, this this is just a state I need to be in, you know, that more vulnerable state. Yeah. So there's uh, something I use in my coaching practice and it's a timeline. Mm -hmm. And I have you go back and remember the, the earliest memory. So for me, it was when my father died at four, right? Right. He just disappeared. I didn't really know what happened to him. So I went back and I journaled about how I felt and how I remember I felt and then how I feel today as well. And then when I'm done with it, I move on to the next thing in my life all the way up to the present. So that really helped me a lot. Sometimes, you know, certain things stay with you longer, Mm -hmm. uh, but being vulnerable and spending that time. So instead of scheduling a client, if I'm working through something, I'll schedule time for me. And that's probably the best advice that I was given. I went to see a counselor when my mother passed. Um, I took care of her for 17 years and that's where I get a lot of my abilities. Right. Um, But spending that time with her, I would schedule an hour with my mom. I'd pull out the pictures and, you know, actually talk to her as crazy as that sounds. Um, but I would have conversations with her. I still do it all the time now, but scheduling that hour every week, whether it's with the counselor or with yourself, I think going to the counselor, you know, I went to him about six times and he finally said, Anne, I think you're ready to move on, but this is what I recommend. So he actually shared that with me. Um, you know, pulling out the pictures and talking or writing to her or whatever. It just really helped me embrace the fact that she was no longer in physical form. Yeah. I can still talk to her in spiritual form. Yeah. I I love that idea because I love the alternatives. I really, I love those alternatives because for myself um, growing up, I come from that era of counseling when counselors became very popular. So I, I, it was like, you know, your, your kid looks at your cross. I'd put them in counseling because there's gotta be something wrong with them. You know, Uh, for myself, there really was a lot of things going on and and rightly so I needed to be there. But I, my mother would counsel hop me, counselor hop me because none of them seemed to be doing anything, you know, until I finally got to that one that literally did a, did per se, kind of a trance, you know, a light hypnosis to bring me back into some of those memories. And I can remember that was the last time I went to a counselor, because it literally did just flow out everything. So when I was an adult and started to heal some of those things, I actually used a Penzu account, which is an online journal. And I loved it because I could talk to text into it. I didn't have to type, I could just feel those raw emotions, I could allow those to physically come out, you know, in conversation form and it allowed it much easier, you know, well, and the ability to speak is taking back your truth and understanding who you are as a person. Yeah. Um, for a lot of people that can be very grounding. Yeah, you know? it was. And I love it now because it comes back in memories and I'm like, you know, cause pens every so often you haven't written. It's like, Hey, this is your last memory. It's like, I don't want to look back at that. I right. can't even read what I wrote because I talked to text. Yes. <laughs> Right. Well, 
And I think, um, you know, writing down those challenging times, but for me, the biggest thing that impacted uh, my life was taking the positive. So, you know, when I was around the same time, eight years old was when my stepfather was drinking the most. And we had an encounter where we were out one night. It was my sister and I in the back seat and my mom and him in the front. And he started choking her. You know, the car was stopped. And so I told my sister to get out of the car because it, I felt that if it was a diversion, right? Right. So the message was get out of the car. So we got out of the car. And then all of a sudden the message is you got to get back in the car because he said he was going to choke her. He was going to kill her if we didn't get back in the car. Right. So I knew what was going to happen when I got back in that car, but I had no idea how bad it was going to be. So spirit said, get back in the car. So when I got back in the car, I was the one that told my sister to get out. I was the youngest. Right. And he, he hit me and broke my nose. So there was blood everywhere. And for me, I felt that I shut it down for a lot of years after I went to, to college because um, I felt that it would reopen all those wounds for me. Right. Um, and I think that's why I just stopped. You know, I said, I don't want any of this right now, even though things still happened. Um, when you need it to, like if you're for me in a crisis situation or a car wreck or whatever, um, you know, those skills still come back no matter what right? ingrained in us. Um, but then, you know, after I left the marriage, I decided, you know what, I'm going to open up fully and what do I have to lose? And so now my saying is, what are you waiting for? Yeah. So I love that. I love that. A friend taught me what else is possible. Yeah. What else is possible? Like, not not that's it. Thank you. But it's always leaving that open-ended to let allow more to come in. Allow yeah. more to come in. You know, one thing I wanted to ask you about, it's only because you brought it up a couple of times. And, um, and I always talk to people about religion. But you really did that Southern Baptist, Southern Baptist, Southern Baptist. And that's, that's a... I don't I, I don't like to put a label on anything, but that's a hard that's a hard religion to come out from. Does that make sense? No, <laughs> you have Catholic, no. you have Lutheran, you have Jehovah, you got them all, but you got Southern Baptist. That's a whole nother that's another ball game. Well, I have to tell you, um, around the same age, second, third grade, seven, eight years old, I had a real experience at church. Um, and it was very profound. And it was, you know, the whole white light experience uh, where I connected to to the divine, really had no idea, you know, what was happening. Um, but it was in a church service. And all I remember is I could not stop crying, you know, and I just was covered with white light. And from that moment on to the next situation, to the next situation, um, I connected to that, not necessarily the teachings and the, the man-made roles, Right. Um, but I do feel that it allowed me to connect to the Holy Spirit. So I do work with the Holy Spirit, um, but it's a Holy Spirit, right? Right. So it's of the white light and of the highest white light, which does come from God. Mm-hmm. So there is a portion of me that still has a lot of those beliefs. Yeah. But it's not something that I feel someone has to have to work with me. I work with all walks of life. It doesn't matter right. to me. But how I base things, uh, I do work with the Holy Spirit. I, I think that's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. Because like for myself, um, I wasn't the most religious child growing up, but I was surrounded by very religious people. 
if that makes sense. So I do have a lot of strong beliefs in what it is. And the Holy Spirit's one of them. And I honestly would have told you, I didn't really know what that was. I didn't understand it. I didn't get it except for when I was 13. And right before I went to bed, I can remember this golden light that was just um, almost blinding surrounding me and almost becoming part of me. If that makes sense. Just, it just engulfed you. Yeah. Yeah. It's so powerful. And I can remember not knowing that what that was. And I can remember calling my sister who lived in Texas at the time, you know, um, calling her going, Oh my God, I had, I don't know what this is. And I remember being 13 and her, cause she's very, she was very, very religious. Um, and her explaining it to me and that experience, I tried so many times to recreate that experience. And I could never do it, you know? So well, it's not ours to create. No, it's not, you yeah. know, but it's it was, for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an amazing, amazing thing. And that's why I was like, you know, so many people like for myself when I was coming, because again, I did have the sister that was very religious and she was Christian and she was to the point where like, you could give her a a passage. She could tell you the page number, you know, I mean, we're talking, knew this Bible, knew this Bible. Um, And she had no, no shame in her game. She had a lot of friends that were gay or witches or mediums or whatever. And she goes, I love y'all, but I'll never see any of you in heaven. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's how it was. She was very, very much by her religious minded way of being. And I can remember looking at her going, hiding so much of me, you know, and, but I would talk to like, you know, people for her on the other side, not knowing what I was doing. And she would call me a prophet. She'd be like, you're a prophet. And yeah. I can never accept that term because what is a prophet? You know what I mean? It's just, it's not a term I could accept. I couldn't understand. So I always thought I would be shunned. I would not get into heaven. I would not have this beautiful afterlife, you know, based on a religious view. And it's taken me a lot of years to get to that point where it's like, yeah, I can yeah, I can. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Open those gates. I'm walking through. You know? you know, I think that was the biggest thing for me the first week. The reason I cried so much at the Arthur Finley College was because of that upbringing. And I did go to Baptist private school. So, you know, you had to get on the floor and measure your dress, and it was ridiculous. Wow. Um, but Yeah. But I, you know, at the same time, I think that it grounded me a lot and it gave me a lot of fundamental principles um, of giving to others and, you know, giving back and uh, just, you know, being a good person. I think that it really made me who I am today. So no regrets. Um, But I also think that having those experiences that I probably wouldn't have had if I hadn't done that. So for me, it made me comfortable. And I always say to my clients, you know, if it's not the white light, it might be an angel. It's however it's going to resonate with you that's going to make you feel comfortable. Recently, I had a client, um, 42 years old, going through cancer treatment. And somebody referred her to me. And I started to bring her father through. And she said, oh, well, I, you know, I thought you were just going to do Reiki. That's why I'm here. And I said, okay, that's all right, you know. When you're ready, she's she comes every month now before her treatment, but it allowed her to slowly acclimate and get comfortable with. It doesn't matter in what form it comes; it's all about healing. Right. And regardless, it's all from God. Yeah, it originates there. So once she got comfortable, she would see Jesus. She would see her father. You know, all these really cool things. And you talk about the Bible verse. I was working with her and all of a sudden I got this Bible verse in my head, um, Ephesians 
eight, nine, I think it is. And it just popped in my head. And I said, oh my gosh, what's with Ephesians eight, nine? And she was like, oh my God. You know, she says it every morning. Oh, wow. But I said, well, there you go. And, you know, it's your father sharing that with you. But she needs that boost before she goes in and has her treatment. So if it makes it better for her and she's cancer free. Yeah. So, you know, whatever it takes to heal yourself from the inside out, in my opinion, that's that's what you need to do. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. And thank you for that, because I I don't I, I think right there says so much. You know, it says so much right there. So how, you know, how can people find you, Miss Ann? How can people find you? How can they, you know, if they can't come not, well, you said that you have the, this place still open, but you know, how do they yeah. come get you, find yeah. you? So it's annsharerofmessages.com. And it's interesting because uh, probably about four months ago, I decided to change my last name back to my birth name. Okay. Being divorced. And my marketers like and sharer are you kidding sharer of messages and i'm like oh, i love that never even thought of it i love <laughs> that came to me so i just recently did that and all my marketing has been changed but and share of messages so it kind of made me feel like okay i'm really really meant to do this you're meant to do this <laughs> which yeah. we're always we're always trying to validate ourselves right we are aren't we you know i mean i know i try not to but at the end of the day you're like you're looking for a sign like am i supposed to be doing this <laughs> so well we know we are but yeah. if you want a phone number i can give you that as well please do please do it's 407-448-0244 beautiful i hope many more people reach out to you because you have so many beautiful gifts and so much to give you know Thanks. And I thank you for coming on with me today and really really being vulnerable to show people who we are or who you are and where you came from this. So thank you um, for doing this. Well, so many people see us and they go, oh, my God, look at them. But they don't realize that, you know what, we came from the same place that maybe they did. You know, and those that's where our beginning point is, too. We didn't get here because we were just you know, came out with a shining light over our heads. <laughs> yes, yes. It, it was a journey for us as well. Yeah, so thank you so much, you know. Thank you. You have a beautiful pleasure. day. Thank, thank you so you much. Too. All right. Uh, this is Jet Renee here on School Through Spirit. I will be back in a few minutes after the break with your weekly reading. We scour the internet searching for true paranormal captures, information, and education. New methods mixed with old methods of capturing this mysterious phenomenon. Well, look no further for your ghostly voices than ghostly-voices.com. Nicole Tito and Lisa Crick take you on a journey into their paranormal world and provide you with true EVP and ITC audio captures, compelling information on debunking, some hilarious bloopers, and more. Remember, these two are veterans in the field and know how to capture the true evidence you are looking for. Ghostly-Voices.com Your paranormal stop for true audio evidence ghostly-voices.com
mystery, a book of one man's journey, a book of the afterlife, a book you must read. Ghost in Me by five-time award-winning author Kevin Killen is a book of one man's journey in the search of the afterlife. Read of his chilling childhood experience, his investigative journeys, and his opinions of paranormal activity. Ghost in Me by Kevin Killen, an Ozark Mountain publication. Get your copy today online or wherever books are sold. Welcome back. This is Diet Renee here with School Through Spirit on WLTK, um, DB.com. Um, I just had a beautiful hour conversation with Ann Shearer. And uh, what what beautiful, beautiful messages. I, I just simply love it and all the information she was able to give. And I don't know if people understand this, but um, over the course of the time I've been doing this show, I went from being a person that um, I used to send all the questions I was going to ask somebody into something doing much more raw format. And that way for myself, I do believe... It allows spirit to just kind of direct and guide the conversation, which is the best for you guys, you know, which is which is best what you guys need. And I'll tell you what, that is not a conversation I thought that would go in the direction it did. But holy cow, if it wasn't just amazing. And um, I would like to thank her for coming on um, and thank everybody for that listened um, to it. And I, I really do hope it helped you tremendously. Hope it helped you just tremendously. Um, but let's get on to our weekly reading. Let's get on to the weekly reading. Now I'm hearing six cards. Oh my God, six cards. But you know what? I'm thinking there's something must be going on this week, guys. So I'm going to use, as always, do you like this? Now that we are like, I don't like the mirrored screen. I hate it because I get lost in my own head, which is my right hand, my left hand. But when you look at the book now, you can see it. It's the Intuitive Soul Olga Cards by Lisa Williams. I love using these cards because of the simplicity um, of the messages with them. They're just easy to read. I love it. As always, I'm going to take that book and put it away. Um, and if you have got a chance to find, oh my God, look at that. It's her. It's Lisa. It's the only card that's got her face on it. Um, but if you look at the cards, if you can see them better, um, I just, I love it. Like this card says summer. It's got a beautiful ocean scene. You know what? There's, there's not a lot to trick the eye, but there's so much you can look at within the cards to get so much of understanding your messages based on what you're getting you know, at that time. So I love this deck. I love it. And just so you know, I don't know if you can get it anymore. I keep using it. I'm using it. I'm not advertising because it's not a deck you can really go get. But I will tell you what, if you see it on a bookshelf, if you see it on um, a used bookshelf, whatever, grab it. Because if your friend has it, doesn't want it, you want it, ask them if you can have it, whatever. Um, because this is getting really hard, really hard to get. Okay. Um, it's really, really getting hard to, to, to find this deck and, and kind of run with it, okay? So, but let's do our six cards. Now, as you know, we do this. We do one through six. I am going to just pick a number. Pick a number. Pick two numbers. Pick three, four, five. Pick all six. It's it's really your weekly reading and what you need. Um, but I'm going to pick six cards, okay? Um, on each card, I'll tell you what it is. I'm going to tell you what I'm getting from it. Okay, so, okay, okay, okay. You like that? Okay, okay. It seems to be my word today. Okay. Tend to be like, do you understand? Can you take that? Now it's okay. Oh, that's card number one, it looks like. Um, 
I don't normally let cards that fall out type of thing, but that one decided it had to fall out. We're going to take it that way. So that's, there you go. Um, I don't know why. I feel like I need to pull them all out right off the bat and go that way with it. I got to pick up some stuff and move some stuff. Okay. I got my six, but... Let's go, let's go, let's go. Okay, beautiful cards. Let's move some stuff here. <sighs> You're like a tarot card reader here. So card number one, card number one. Let me see if I can pick it up. It's a communication card, okay? Listening and taking action, listening um, and opinionated are the words of the game on this card. But when I look at this card and I see the word communication, and if you pick number one, I'm really thinking this is really about listening these days, listening and communicating, not so much as communication with others around you. But really, when I look at this card right now, I'm seeing a lot of the orbs, I'm seeing a lot of the orbs. So it's not so much communication as it is with everybody else. To me, this is communication with your guides, or like Anne said, your team, um, your loved ones, whatever you want to call this, whatever you're talking to, but listening to them, communicating with them. This is really a time for you to kind of go inward, to meditate, to really start opening that communication and being able to bring in a lot more information. Um, trust that, you know what, whether it is a guide, whether it's somebody you know, you don't know, um, and I'm not going to say don't know, because you know what, you're going to know them all. But um, especially if they're there talking to you. Um, but it's really about listening, talking, and becoming a, an open relationship with this person that is on the other side. And and learning to take action based on that. So literally, you know, just like Anne was saying, I need to go to Arthur Finley. That's not the first time I've heard that. But you know what? It might be the last time because now I'm going to have to look into it and go that direction. Because again, I'm listening. I picked card number one. Listen and go. It, it jumped out at me. So it's telling me, hey, it's time to listen. Listen to those signs. Listen to what spirit is telling you listen to what your guides your loved ones are telling you and and act on that you know act on that um the next one card number two is journey journey i love this card i love all these cards but you know what i mean this is the crosswords of forward thinking time to move on it is the journey card okay and when you're looking i'm gonna bring this a little bit closer when you're looking at this card when you're looking at it you're gonna see all those wonderful paths on there okay gorgeous patch. You see that beautiful field, all those flowers. But the really big thing is, is when you're looking at these paths, you see the stone path that goes right in, it goes left. You've got stairs that go up. You know what? Uh, it doesn't so much that you can walk through the flowers, but why not? This is your journey. If you want to walk through the flowers, feel free to. You can walk through the, you know, the, um, the grass, whatever you want, but this is your journey, your path. And it does tell me that, you know what, it's time for you to start looking at that, what that journey is. If, if you picked card number two, you are at that crossroads in your life. You are looking at different aspects of different ways you may want to be going, different paths you might be wanting to take. Maybe you're like me and you were a nurse and you're like, you know what, this just isn't for me anymore. Maybe you're like your aunt Annie and you're going from finance world more into the world that she is in. You know, whatever your path might be, be, realize that right now, if you picked card number two, you're, this is your journey, your crosswords. It's really time for you to start following what you've been receiving and, and making and, and acting upon that and go in that direction. 
healing is the third card it's ease calm release and peace and i don't know why but i feel like i need to say it's card number nine i don't know why um but for all those people who have more numerology there you go if you pick number three ease calm release healing this card okay i like I said, I love all these cards, but you know, this is a time of healing for you if you picked number three. And what I do mean by the time of healing, this really is that period of time where, you know, it is time to bring up, you know, bring out those journals, bring out a pencil account, um, use Anne's method of card of, of pictures, whatever. What, and it's more than pictures, but you know, but it's it's really looking at those things and saying, what are they bringing to me? What am I? witnessing what memories are they bringing up um and go to those earliest memories that they're showing you and start to start to remember those start to write those things down it's not going to be easy but there is a reason why you're going through this there's a reason why it's coming up for you to release it um and there's going through a lot i do understand the process of why i'm going through all the memories i do understand why i'm going in the depth of the emotion i'm going into um but again we all have we all have our own journey we all we're all going to heal in our own way but if you are pick number three it is your time to heal and you're going through all that number four is the power card the power card standing in your power okay this is standing your power strength powerful and firm I love, love, love this card, guys. I love this card. Because when I look at this card, I do see that man. Um, when I look at him, I don't necessarily see a powerful figure. You know, I see a man that, you know what, he's at the end of his work day. He's probably exhausted. He's thinking about, wow, what the day has been. His, his, his pants look like they've been worn and he's like worked really hard. His shirt's a little disheveled. You know, his belt's still on, but, you know, he just looks like, you know, washed up his hands and went and decided to stand over the mountain. Just stand and look out. And when I see this card, it really is about standing the power, knowing who you are, no matter what has gone on in your day or your life, knowing who you are, standing in that strength, allowing yourself to feel and be who you are, and don't let anybody knock you off that, okay? Because only you know where you've come from and only you know where you're going. And that really is a card of power. Okay, so standing in that power is really what it's about. Okay, know who you are, know who you are. Number five, the wealth card. The wealth card. I love this because when the first time I ever used this deck, this was the first card I pulled the wealth card. And to me, this card is just memorizing, mesmerizing, not memorized, mesmerizing. It's financial loss and gains, blessings, accepting you are wealthy with love and emotion. Okay. For me, that is huge because for myself to see a penny in, in the dirt means so, it's so many different representations and it can be pennies for happens. Like your loved ones are handing you pennies as a sign, as a symbol of letting you know they're there. Um, it can be, you know, all day long, pick it up all day long. You have good luck. That's another, another one. That penny in the ground means so many men, amazing things. And for myself, it's always gains and it's always blessings, always gains and always blessings. So for myself, if you pick number five as your card, it really is looking at yourself and accepting all those blessings. Okay. Accepting the fact that, that you are just this amazing, amazing person, that you're very wealthy. You're wealthy with not only who you are, the knowledge of who you are, but the love and the emotion of yourself and to accept more of that wealth to come in okay it's accept more of that to come in accept that you know what 
by the end of the day, you're going to feel even better about yourself. Okay, except by the end of the day, you're going to have more blessings. And it's starting to live your life in a more blessingful life. Okay, so to me, that's what that states. Now, card number six, the belief card. Keep the faith, believe in others, and knowing yourself. You see it? You see it? I love this card. I love this card. Okay. I love this because can you see the rays of light coming down on this boy, this man? To me, that's about belief. That's about belief. I'll tell you what, being able to stand there with the light shining down on you and stand with total belief and total understanding and total faith and not losing that is so powerful. It is so, it's one of the most beautiful senses there are. And when you know who you are and you have faith of your journey, this is a stance you're going to get. You won't cower your eyes. You won't shrunk your shoulders. You won't do all that. You're going to stand proud. You're going to stand with your head up and you're going to look into that light. Okay, so if you pick number six, it's time for you to start believing. It's time to keep that belief in yourself and that faith. Okay, so number one was that communication card, which is really for myself, communicating with um, spirit or those the other side and starting to take action on the signs and the communication you're getting. Number two, you're on that journey. You're really at that crossroads. It's really for you time for you to start looking at which way you're going to go, because you already know you don't need me. You already know you're going, you know, you're changing directions. Number three is the healing card, and it is time to release all that stuff. So stop taking that baggage and just holding on forever. Start journaling, start accepting it, start letting it go and start moving forward. Allow yourself to heal. Number four was the power card, which is standing in your power, which again, is not letting anybody take that away from you. Stand strong in who you are, know who you are, you know, and just Find that strength, being firm in that, and don't let anybody push you over. It's kind of like my story in the beginning. You know, I let everybody else put me down. You don't know, you don't know, you don't feel, you don't understand. Yeah, I did. It did. May not have been right, but yeah, I did. (laughs) So it's standing in your own power. Number five was the wealth card. And to me, that's really all about blessings and wealth and knowing that who you are and that, you know, it's all about love and emotion and the blessings that you receive. Okay. And expect more of them. And number six is the belief card. Okay. Have faith within yourself. Guys, have faith. Believe in yourself. Believe in humanity. Have a sense of knowing who you are. Okay. That's all that that is. But you know what? Know who you are. Have faith in you. Stand strong. Okay. Let's do one last card here. Um, I'm going to use the Divine Feminine cards, and it's just more of a clarifying type card. If you can see this, it's Megan Watterson, um, the Divine Feminine cards. I love this card. That's, I love all the decks. I really do. don't use them a lot, but I do love the decks. But I'm just going to pull one of these. Just one. Do, 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 just one. And it's going to kind of sum it up. You can put them all with the different cards. Okay. By the way, hi, Sherry. I seen you commented hi quite a while ago, but I was so enthralled in the conversation. I didn't even bother to say hi back, and I apologize. Oh, my God. I love this card. It's Kwan Yin. Kwan Yin, can you see it? How beautiful. How beautiful. She's the goddess of compassion. Goddess of compassion right there, Kwan Yin. Um, the card states to recognize the suffering in order to release it. Curiosity breeds compassion. And you know what? That is just so, so uncontrollably true. 
Now, I don't know if anybody understands this. This is one of the goddesses or deities, whatever you want to call it, um, that do understand because Kuan Yin was, was a goddess of compassion. And even though she, she it was her time to ascend, she chose to stay until all others basically felt compassion or new compassion as she did. Okay. And to me, that's just so beautiful. But I want to tell you, when you're looking at Kuan Yin, and I think with that coming in, it really is having compassion for yourself, having compassion for yourself, learning to release this healing, stop being so hard on yourself, okay? Know that this is a little easier if you just let things flow. Just let things flow, and things are going to be easier. But start, stop being so hard on yourself, and stop being hard on other people, okay? Um, and you're going to find out life's a lot easier. Okay, I'm going to take a picture of all this because that's what we do. And then I put it in the comments later for you. Okay, put it in the comments later for you. So I hope you liked today's reading. I hope you loved today's show. I did. I love today's show. Um, really did. She's such an amazing, amazing person. And so I'm really, I'm really hoping you enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about the show, the station. Let's talk about the station for a minute, guys, just for a moment here. Um, let me put these back here and then I will bring up my playlist because as you know, <sighs> I don't memorize it. I should, but I don't. I, you know, and I should, I should. But so let's start with today's show. Let's talk about today's show. Today is School Through Spirit here on WLTKDB. Okay. Um, and that is every week, Monday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time with me, your host, Yet Renee. Now, tomorrow night, we're going to start tomorrow night. Um, we have got Tuesday evenings. We have got New Bridge Radio. That's with Kevin Mackey. He is on tomorrow night, Tuesday night at 7 Central Standard Time. Um, on to uh, Haunted Voices at 8 Central Standard Time. And that is with our very own Todd Bates. Y'all met him a couple of weeks ago. Um, and after him at 10 Central Standard Time is Pete Obeo, Obeo, and he's got Paranormal Pete, an amazing man, an amazing show. You, you, you got to watch it. Um, on to uh, Thursday nights uh, is Afterlife Chronicles, and that is at 8 Central Standard Time, and that's with Nicole Strickland. And then Friday evenings is Secrets Within with Rennie Rodriguez, and she is on 8 Central Standard Time. Now, I do know Missy Hart and Nicole Ford are coming back with a shit, good shit show. I'm not exactly sure which day it is. As soon as I know, I'll let you know um, so that you have a good idea of that. Um, but we do have another new show in the works. Oh, my God. I knew I should have taken a picture of it because I'm just not good with not taking a picture. So basically, what I'm going to do is Google. How's that sound? I'm going to Google the radio station, WLTK-DB radio, and it's going to bring it up. And no, it's not. Oh, my God. There it is. It is Be the Change. And that is going to be Tuesday mornings at 9 Central Standard Time. And that's with Christina Bloom. Now, you've seen Christina on my show. You've seen her on all the other shows. I finally talked her into getting her own show because she's she's got a voice. And she's got, she's, she's got a lot to be heard from. So September 7th is her debut. Um, make sure you tune in to see her, okay? Again, you can be able to listen to it all live. 
So, um, with that being said, as you know, we've been live streaming all day. Um, you can always go back and watch the, the videos, if you'd like, um, of the live streams when we're done. You can find them on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Okay, there you go. There you go. You can also always go to the station, WLTKDB.com, and find it there. Okay, so don't worry about that. We haven't disappeared. Now, if you're more of a podcast person, you just want to listen and maybe not hear, you know, but listen because you're at work, you're sneaked in the ear, you know, an earpiece and whatever it might be. There's no excuse, guys. There's no excuse. You can find this show on Podbeam, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible Radio, um, YouTube, uh, Amazon Music. Um, oh my gosh, the, the list just goes, and I know I didn't aim them all, but trust me, that list goes on and on and on. There's no excuse, and we are getting accepted all the time to new, new platforms, okay? And I'll tell you what, if there's a platform you're listening to and we're not on it, shoot the station a message. Trust me, Todd will send in the application, whatever he's got to do to get us there too, okay? He's also made it a lot easier. So you don't have to type in WLTKDB on the podcast forums anymore. Just type in School Through Spirit, and you'll find it, okay? Um, Now, if you want to find me, if you want to find me, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. If you want to find me, I have another event coming this week, guys. If my phone works, I'm going to be in Rylander, Wisconsin. Okay. The beautiful, gorgeous Rylander, Wisconsin. Um, of course, whenever I want it to work, it's not going to, but I'm going to bring it up just so you can see it. If I can find it, there we go. It is the Pioneer Park in Rhinelander, Wisconsin. You can find me this Saturday, August 21st. I will be there at 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. That's about three hours north of where I'm at. You're going to find a lot of different local holistic healers, um, hands-on practitioners, intuitive readings, psychic mediums like myself, live workshops, which I think I might be doing one. If I am, make sure you're there. Fill the crowd for me, guys. I'd love to talk as you can tell, lots of jewelry products, you know, there might be some henna there, um, just tons and tons and tons of stuff. But again, it is Rhinelander, Wisconsin, Pioneer Park. You can find me there. I'll be under one of the white tents. Um, you'll find me in a rock, basically, is what you're going to find. Okay. Um, but you're also going to be able to find lots of other people there. As always, you can always Google me, guys, or just, you know, put in dietrene.com. They'll take you to my website. Always a great place to start to be. Um, and in another month, in another month, I'm going to get through my, my retreating to mediumship, which is my certification course with my all my advanced students. But after that, in another month or so, I am going to start classes up again. And I will let you know when they are, okay? And you can always look, you know, find them on Facebook because I like to advertise a lot on Facebook. Um, so there you go. But we are gearing up for next week, guys. I'm saving the best for last. Take a breath. Get ready for this. Me and Missy Hart. You know Missy. We all know Missy. Me and Missy Hart. Next Monday, it's a special show, okay? It's a rocking, awesome, fantastic, special show of live readings. The only way you're going to get a reading is if you show up. You have to show up. 
You have to comment. You have to give us something to read. We're going to sit there and talk and jit chat and have an amazing time. And you can listen to it. Or you can get interactive, get part of the live show, put your name out there and put your questions. Okay. This isn't a question of, oh my God, what should I do? Blah, blah, blah. This is a, oh my God, my life is a mess. What do I need to do? What about my career? What about my finances? What about whatever? If it's psychic, it has to do with your life. Me and Miss, you're going to read it. Okay. That show is also going to start with me at 9 a.m. And I'm going to talk for a half an hour like I always do because I love to talk. But at 930, it's me and Missy. And we are going to go until the end of the show at 11. So next week, there's not going to be a weekly reading per se, but we are going to do readings together and maybe a general course of how we think the week is going to go for everybody. Who knows? It's all up up in there and it's all about spirit. So make sure you're here next week. Hear about us live because you can watch it on the podcast forum, but it won't be as much fun. Because why? You won't have a chance for a reading in the podcast. But this has been Diet Renee here on School Through Spirit with WLTK DB. See you next week.